Brilliant Misfits, Episode 74, with my beautiful guest, Isaiah McKimmy, talking about Tantra and all things relating to sex and relationships. She's a wonderful, wonderful, compassionate, non-judgmental, powerhouse of a goddess vibe, and she's going to share with you today the work that she does in the world, and it all centers around a very deep caring and connection, and so I can't wait for you to hear it. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Welcome everyone to Brilliant Misfits. I'm your host, Aisha Kennedy, and my guest today is Asaya McKinney. Now, Asaya is Australia's most qualified sex and relationship expert. She's been helping women and couples discover intimacy and lasting desire for over a decade. Asaya is a couples therapist, sexologist, and sex therapist. She holds a master's in relational psychotherapy, a master's in science in medicine, a postgraduate diploma of sexology, and studied at the Institute for the Advanced Studies of Human Sexuality in San Francisco. She is also compassionate, understanding, and absolutely non-judgmental. She's a powerhouse with the goddess vibe. Welcome, Asaya. So thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's always so interesting hearing yourself spoken about like that, isn't it? <laughs> I bet it's all these wonderful, you know, I mean, but it's wonderful that you're so qualified for the work that you do. But I'm going to jump back a little bit with you because one of the things you wrote to me was you said, I definitely never fit in. Now, I know that that is part of the story of why you're doing what you do today. And I would love you to share that with the listeners. Mm. Oh, gosh. So it's actually this kind of feeling like I don't I don't quite fit in. Um, it's, it's actually still something that, that I feel so much of the time today. I guess that kind of goes with, um, you know, working in the field of sex. It's, it's not something that we, that we often speak a lot about. So I often end up feeling like, Oh, I don't quite, I don't quite fit. But you know, that feeling for me really, you know, I remember this all the way back to my childhood. So I have, um, a skin disease that, uh, leaves big white patches all over my body, all over my skin. And I just growing up always felt really quite uncomfortable in my own skin. I always felt different. You know, I felt different to the other um, children and uh, not so confident in myself because of that. So I always found or felt like I just didn't quite have my my place. Um, you know, I also grew up in a small country town and I always had the feeling that I was um, – you know, I was going to leave, that, that that wasn't quite my place as lovely as it was. And I, I couldn't wait to, to get out and explore the world, really. Mm, and where did you go? What, what, where did life take you? Mm. 
so it first took me to uh, Europe and I spent uh, almost three years uh, right after high school backpacking around uh, Europe, uh, having some amazing adventures over there. I felt like it really kind of, you know, opened my eyes to the rest of the world. I did a lot of growing up uh, in those three years. And then when I was 21, I came back and um, and I started university, and it was actually not long after I'd uh, I'd been back. I was studying my first degree at at university that I discovered tantra, which is how the journey with my work um, began. So, um, yeah, as I was kind of coming back, uh, another journey was just beginning. <laughs> Wow. Now, for some of our listeners, I can relate so much to what everything you've said. And I think it's beautiful. And, and for listeners out there that do feel like they don't fit in and they're a bit of a misfit, um, you know, it's a wonderful gift in a way because it points us, it kind of points us in the direction that we need to go. Like we're not really made to be like everyone else and we have to find our own way. And it is sort of an exciting adventure when you can step out of that. I know there's a lot of confidence issues and all of that, like you spoke about, but also it's exciting to start to discover what makes you tick and, and how you can contribute in the world in your own unique way. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think when we're not, when we feel like we don't fit the box, mm. we're, we're more willing to kind of um, break out of it and think differently and do different things. And, and I truly believe that that's more of what the world needs, you know, people really bringing their unique gifts and their unique talents, even if that's not what, you know, the people around us kind of consider to be normal or accepted or what we should be doing. Absolutely. Now, I want to just explain for some of the listeners, what is Tantra? Because you said that's what one of the first things you got interested in when you got back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a great question because I often kind of think back to that first time that I went to a Tantra workshop and I'm pretty sure I didn't know what it was <laughs> at that point either. Uh, you know, there had never been a Tantra workshop in the small country town that I grew up in. I don't actually think there has been to this day. Um, so Tantra is uh, an ancient Indian practice of yoga and meditation um, in Tantra, we aim to connect with ourselves, uh, to connect with the lover, and to connect during sex. But ultimately, it's about feeling that oneness and the connection with everything that is. I think that's a beautiful description because, you know, sometimes it um, people hear Tantra and they immediately think sex. And, and even mm. though that's like one small element of it where you do feel that oneness, that union, um, it really is about the fabric of life and, and, and really living through that fabric of knowing everything is one. I love that explanation. Mm. And I think that is a really important point because, you know, we can actually practice Tantra our whole life and, and never have sex. And for me, it's still, um, you know, my daily meditation practice it involves, um, Tantric practices when I, you know, just sit down and it looks to anyone else, just like I'm kind of doing some yoga stretches and then meditating. But, you know, there's some breath work and energy movement that goes on with that as well. Mm. And do you, is that part of what you do in your um, sessions with people when you do tantric <laughs> sessions or, you know, you're helping couples to reconnect and to feel that oneness? 
Yeah, Tantra is is in some ways quite a foundation for me doing this work. As I said, it was kind of my first it was my first entry point into this. Um and what I I guess one of the things that I really love about Tantra is, you know, we just spoke about it being this amazing spiritual practice, but it's also incredibly practical. So I will sometimes teach tantric practices, but I won't necessarily tell the the person or the couple that I'm working with that it's Tantra because, you know, they can have these, uh, you know, ideas about what that is. But even as I was going through my more, let's call them my more mainstream and, and Western studies, you know, studying relationship therapy, sex therapy, and sexology, I was constantly kind of amazed to find that exercises that I knew through Tantra even things like eye gazing, putting your hand on the other person's heart, taking your time during sex, they were all actually tantric principles that I was then relearning uh, in a more mainstream environment. So although tantra is quite an amazing foundation of my work, um, it's only kind of sometimes that I'm really specifically saying to people that this is tantra or that I'm specifically running a course on Tantra, for example. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very wise. We do get, um, we do sort of get stuck in sort of ideas about what things are and we have our own conceptions and sometimes it's a miracle that we communicate at all because we all have different ideas for the same word. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this was um so this workshop you did was mm. at the same time that you were going to university to study. Yeah, it was. Um and you know, I was actually studying um environment. Um I really wanted to I really wanted to help the planet. You know, I really wanted to change the world. Um and then I discovered this practice of of tantra which was you know, uh, amazing to me. And Tantra had so many personal ben- benefits for me of finally feeling comfortable in my own skin. I felt like I finally had permission to enjoy sex as well. You know, I'd, I'd had sex and I had enjoyed sex, but I'd always felt like I was holding myself back. Like perhaps it wasn't really okay to enjoy myself, you know, that much or you know, like I, sex perhaps should be about pleasing the other person and not me. It was just this feeling that I was always kind of holding myself back and I guess really feeling a little bit guilty uh, about sex. And Tantra gave me permission and it also gave me really practical tools to actually enjoy sex more. And it was, you know, as I was kind of coming to the end of my environment degree and I was starting to practice more Tantra, I realized that I I think if I had gone down the environmental kind of path, I would have ended up feeling um, quite despondent. I realized in my environment degree that, that one of the things that was missing from all the policy and all the behavioral change that I was learning was I actually wanted people to care. I really wanted people to deeply care about the planet and the other people that we were sharing it with. And I just wasn't seeing that in my then future line of work. Mm. And yet I was seeing it with Tantra. You know, I, I had this realization that, you know, that we need to be connected to ourselves and we need to be connected to other people in order to really care about them and in order to really care about the planet. 
And I saw my work with Tantra as bringing people back to themselves, helping them connect with themselves and helping them connect with other people. And, you know, from feeling good about ourselves is when we make better choices for the world around us. And, and I realized that that's what I wanted to do. That's actually how I could end up helping people and, and making an impact on the world. Oh, that's so beautiful, Asaya. I love that. It's really beautiful. And, you know, listening to you, I couldn't help, and I don't like to categorize so much, but it, I couldn't help but feel that, you know, I see all around me when I talk to women and I see what women are doing, that uh, the feminine principle, this this deep caring is really coming through. And um, I always relate it to the Hindu goddess Durga, who comes back to um, re- restore balance in the earth when it's getting destroyed. And, um, and it's all about what you're saying, the deep caring and having that connection first with yourself and then being able to connect with others and connect with your environment. It's very, very beautiful. And I do believe that, you know, what you first intended going into environmental studies, I truly can feel that that is going to make an impact how you work with people one-on-one individually, and it just ripples out. Mm, Yeah. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> so, Thank so what you. happened then? So how did you switch over to getting degrees in in sexology uh, and being a relationship expert? Oh, you know, it's such a good question because I think even then I, I didn't realize that there was such a thing as a sexologist or a sex therapist. No, I, I don't mean, think I did either. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you know, actually, not long after I started teaching tantra, um, a psychologist saw me teach and. He asked me to work with his male clients experiencing sexual dysfunction and to teach them the really practical things that I knew through Tantra. And, you know, and that was an incredibly eye-opening experience for me, Um, you know, both in terms of seeing just how much intimacy and relationships and challenges with intimacy and relationships impact our whole lives, um, but also in terms of seeing that there was actually a a kind of a, a profession um, that I could follow uh, around this. So um, I, I worked in in that role for for a few months, but then um, with some things kind of going on in my personal life, I ended up traveling to the US to basically learn more tantra, um, which is where I met my um, the man that I still call my my teacher, and I learned a lot more tantra from him. Um, I ended up staying in the U.S. I was between the U.S. and Costa Rica for 12 months, actually, learning more Tantra, and I ended up doing courses while I was over there, and that's um, how I ended up studying at the Institute for the Advanced Studies of Human Sexuality in San Francisco. Mm. And and yet I still felt like that wasn't enough. I was so... um, you know, I just really wanted to do everything I could to help people in this area. So even once I had done that course, I felt like, oh, there there has to be more. I I really want to make sure that I have the best tools and skills and experience to help people, you know, so I can be absolutely the most effective I can be, Um, which is when I went on to um, do my master's in relational psychotherapy 
Um, and from there I had kind of realized that, oh, I can be a therapist. Like this is, oh, this is what my job is going to be. Like I'm a therapist. Um, although I still kind of, you know, saw myself as a coach and a Tantra teacher as well. And, you know, once I had done one master's, I actually was, I think only halfway through one master's and I decided that wasn't enough. I was going to do a second master's at the same time, um, which is when I did science of medicine and my postgraduate diploma in sexology, um, you know, so had you told me at the beginning that I would spend seven years studying sex, you know, at university, I would have just told you no way. Um, but I think it was really my, oh, my, my kind of thirst for knowledge, but also that desire to be able to help people in the best possible way that just had me follow one course after another. Uh, thank you. I love what you just shared. And you know, when <laughs> I'm listening to you and you're saying, oh, if you'd asked me, you know, seven years ago, I would have said no way. You know, that is such a common thing that I hear and I even say it about myself. And so I can't help but wonder that somehow, you know, we come into the world and we already have um, these seeds of destiny planted inside <laughs> us and it, yeah. they just pull us. They just pull us like magnets to where we're supposed to go. And obviously, Isaiah, <laughs> you were meant to do this. I was. I was. And I, you know, I feel that so deeply, you know, um, not, none of my careers counsels in school ever told me that this was an option. So, you know, I had to kind of go out into the world and, and eventually discover it and find it for myself. <laughs> yeah. And it was meant to be, as I say, and I think that when things are meant to be, things come onto your path. You know, you could be doing something completely different and it will still come onto your path and you will recognize it because there's something inside you that knows you're supposed to be doing this. It's not a conscious thing. So it's yeah. so fascinating to me. It's so true. And you're right. It's like, if we just keep taking that one step after another, even if we don't necessarily see the end goal, you know, I didn't go to that first Tantra class because I saw where it might go. I don't think I even did the first course seeing where this would end up. But I really believe, I think like you, that we have to trust that intuition and we just have to take the next step, even if we think it's leading somewhere different or even if we suddenly see a change of direction, that we have to trust that. That's beautifully said. You know, it really is part of the creative process. It's exactly what you said is, you know, you just, you don't know actually where you're going to end up, but there's some, there's some love or passion that makes you want to take that next step. And so it's just that one step and then the next one, and you don't even know where it's going, or you might be changing direction. You thought you were going this way, but all of a sudden you're going that way. And yeah. it really is the creative process. And I love that. I love how we live in a creative universe that we are creative. And if we can just sort of trust in that and not try and control it and just really go with the feelings of, oh yeah, I really want to do this and trust in that and go for it. You can't, it won't lead you astray. Everything is really divinely perfect. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> so let's go into a little bit of your work today, what you're currently doing and what you really love doing in your work today. 
Ah, oh, so that's a, a great question. It's it's so funny how how much this has become my passion. Uh, so I now, even though I, I started kind of working with men, I now work with women and couples, um, which I just find so amazingly rewarding. So I work with couples who are you know who are feeling disconnected. Um, they might be arguing over sex. They might just find that they're not having sex anymore. And so I work with them to help them reconnect, to stop them having these recurring arguments or arguments that they just can't seem to solve, um, to reconnect in the bedroom, to reconnect physically and sexually again. So they both look forward to sex and they both enjoy sex and that that kind of intimacy is actually something that brings them closer instead of being something that that takes them further away from each other. I think, you know, sex is an amazing tool like that. It, it really does have the power to, to bring us closer together. And I also work with women um, by themselves who might want support for a relationship they're in, who might, I guess, be kind of feeling like, like I was long before I discovered Tantra, that they liked sex, but, you know, they they feel like they're holding themselves back in some way or they just feel like there's more ways that they can enjoy themselves. Um, some of the women I work with have never had an orgasm or some orgasm rarely or some just feel like they're just not as fully comfortable and confident with sex as they'd like to be. So I, you know, I, I kind of um, span both relationships and and sexuality because for me they are so woven together. I because um, I feel really really lucky that I actually get to work with both of those aspects, focusing on one perhaps more than the other when it when it feels right for people. Mm. So you you're mainly working with um, individuals in private sessions, and do you ever do group work? Or has that not come up yet? Yeah, I, you know, I, I do. So, yeah, I'm either working with individuals or a couple in, in one-to-one sessions. And I'm also um, running online courses. Uh, again, I kind of had a break for, for a couple of years. Um, but I'm now running online courses again. I ran a, a Tantra course for women um, earlier this year. I'm running uh, a couples course at the moment, which I'm absolutely uh, – loving absolutely loving and I'll be running uh, another course for women uh, in a couple of months time as well so that group work there is something quite quite powerful and amazing about that and of course when we're dealing with something sensitive like sexuality it's uh, really amazing to be able to offer that to people in a way that you know they don't have to come and talk to me they don't have to um, you know come into my office they can work at home um, on their own, in their own time, and, and it can feel a little bit more comfortable for them that way. Mm, yeah, that feeling of safety and not, yeah, it's quite a vulnerable topic, I imagine, for a lot of people. Because, you know, even today, I mean, as liberated as we think we are, I think that, you know, talking about sex, and like you mentioned, you know, um, women who are unsure, and, you know, they, they don't really know, or they feel guilty, and it sounds like part of your work is so beautiful in helping um, helping people recondition their their human their humanness. In other words, like you know, just letting go of uh, stories and concepts and ideas that they've taken on from other people. 
Absolutely, because there are so many messages around sex in our society. You know, as as kind of obsessed with, with sex as we can be in our culture, there are also these messages, um, you know, and, and these kind of myths that get perpetuated. And I think there's so much about sex that we're just not taught. Um, we're often not even taught how to talk about it for a lot of us growing up. And certainly in my household, sex just wasn't something that was ever mentioned. And if we're not taught how to talk about it, then of course, it's really difficult even to be able to talk about that with a partner because it's just a skill um, that we didn't learn. And I think there's so much about how we function sexually that we're also not taught. So as much as, you know, my role is as a therapist, I also think that that education aspect is is really important. And that's what I do a lot of in, you know, in both my coaching and therapy sessions and in the courses as well. I think knowledge is power. And I'm really all about giving people more knowledge and information so that they feel empowered around sex. Mm. And I, you know, I had a little um, peek at your website and there are some beautiful testimonials on there <laughs> from people who feel incredibly grateful to your work. And so if, if the listeners are interested, um, I will have your website details on the show notes for this episode. And so that, you know, have a look at um, Asaya's website and what she's doing and read what um, other people are saying because, um yeah, it's a it's a topic that can be sensitive and, you know, but to have a browse around if you're interested. I love that you say that, you know, all of this is a skill that sometimes yeah. we didn't learn. And um, I love that you're educating and re-educating people so that, I mean, really, it's about joy and love and freedom, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. All of those things that, you know, that Tantra teaches and and Tantra teaches us about sex as well. Like you're, you're absolutely right. And all of that, you know, flows into our whole life as well. Mm. Now, I know that you're writing and that you did write even early on. There there was something that you mentioned about, um, you know, being a journalist at some point. (laughs) So that sounds like you've come full circle circle because you're writing again. Yes, you know, it's so funny when, you know, when we look back at our lives and as a child, I, I absolutely loved writing. You know, I would journal, you know, I was 10 or 11 years old and I was writing this love poetry and I don't know who I was writing it to because... <laughs> I I didn't have, you know, a relationship or a boyfriend at that age, but I was, you know, I would write this love poetry. Um, And for a period of time, I, you know, I really wanted to to be a writer and and saw myself becoming a journalist. Um, And after, you know, going through the whole... um, Oh, the whole journey of, of wanting to become a, a whole lot of other things. I now actually spend quite a lot of my time writing. Um, I, you know, I, I still have this kind of sense of amazement when I'm, you know, published in these magazines that I used to read or newspapers that I imagined myself writing for, you know, like The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, and I'm also writing my um, I'm actually I'm about to release an ebook, which I am incredibly excited about. Um, and I'm also I have just started writing um, my first book that I am um, I will be looking for a publisher for uh, and will want to see in print. So it's it's amazing actually now how much writing 
I get to do and, and how much that has become a way for me to share my message with people as well. Mm, congratulations. That is just <laughs> Beautiful and awesome. And, and and like you say, it's like what was deeply in your heart about caring and connecting and helping people to, you know, care more and connect more and to help the earth. And I think, you know, writing and having a book out there is one of the ways to really reach a lot more people. So I'm just thrilled mm. for you, Isaiah. It's really beautiful. Oh, thank you so much, Aisha. You know, one of the things that I've, I think I've really come to realize about creativity in the process of writing this book is, oh, is how much we just have to let out what is inside of us because it actually energizes our lives entirely. You know, for me, really connecting to this process of writing my book and, you know, getting up at 5.30 or 6.30, depending how I'm, I'm feeling in the morning and, you know, and spending, you know, an hour or two writing before I go about my day has actually just brought so much more creativity and energy into the rest of the work that I'm doing as well. I, I really believe that we need to follow those passions and those urges and the things that we're guided to because, it just nourishes us in a way that we can't necessarily explain. Like it doesn't necessarily make logical sense, but we have to, to let it out. We have to let these things come through us. Mm, yeah, so true, the creative process. And when we allow ourselves to do that, whether it's writing or any kind of process of making something, that's what I call it, making something, that um, mm -hmm. – it nourishes, it's just a deep nourishment for our spirit, really deep nourishment for our soul. And when we yeah. don't do it is when we feel really kind of, oh, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, but you feel like something's not right. Yeah. And, and then it just, yeah, it just opens up something that is able to flow through us, life flowing through us. Yes, yes. And, you know, I guess for anyone listening who might feel like, you know, they, they don't have time perhaps for these creative things. Like I can honestly say that everything else in my life flows more easily when I'm allowing these things to come out of me, when I'm following that process. Again, even if I, if I don't see the end goal right now, um, everything flows when I'm just allowing those things to come through me. Yeah, it's such an important message. Let go of all this result-oriented mentality. <laughs> I drive that home as much as possible. Let go of an outcome-driven activity. Like sometimes we just need to play and do something and we don't know what it's going to result in. And that's actually the most nourishment that we get. And it's the most energizing. And yeah, I agree. I get more done when I allow myself to have that time to express not knowing what's going to happen with it the rest of the things that I have to do just feel more joyful absolutely and, and I feel like the universe rewards that kind of creativity as well you know like that that um somehow it brings us what we need and we we could have spent hours you know sitting there trying to make it happen um but also it can just bring us what we need when when we really um connect to what 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 is to come through us yeah absolutely 
Wow. Thank you. And I wanted to just touch on your ebook. Um, mm-hmm. cause before, you know, you said that, you know, the, you, you teach how to give permission and, um, to yourself and practical tools. And I'm imagining that your ebook has some of those it's uh, uh, giving <laughs> insights and practical tools. Would you like to maybe share one and then how people can um, get onto the ebook? Oh, absolutely. So my ebook is called uh, Liberated, uh, and it's how to um, experience sexual freedom and become a sexually empowered woman. So as well as you know some of my story that's woven in through there, some of um, the experiences that I had before I learned Tantra, some of what I learned in Tantra workshops gives you a little bit of a, uh, an insight into some more of what goes on in, in Tantra workshops. There's also a lot of really practical steps in there as well. Uh, I, I, can I share two things? Because there are two <laughs> things that really kind of stand out. Of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. We're into abundance. Oh, Go for it. I don't want to limit it to just one. So <laughs> for me, one of the first one of the first steps, and this is one of the first steps of um of almost all of my tantra practices as well, is that we come into the body. You know, we can spend so much time in our heads and we end up so disconnected from from our body. But tantra is an embodied practice. You know, life is really an embodied practice. And I think that creativity is also an embodied practice. Like we need to be kind of in ourselves and connected. So for me, that's that's always um, where it starts. And in Tantra, I often like to start with a bit of movement, like a bit of just kind of shaking and moving the body to get us feeling it, get us connected to it and get all that blood and and energy flowing. So I'm even kind of doing that as I as I talk to you. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I've got this whole body that's here. And then for me, the breath as well. And, and Tantra talks a lot about the breath, but you know, even Western science, you know, tells us how amazing the breath is for for changing our moods and changing our states. So once we've done a little bit of movement, to have full deep breaths that come all the way in down into the belly. So we kind of fill the belly up with air and then fill the chest and shoulders and then breathe all the way out again. That really brings us down into our body. And when we do that a few times, taking those big, deep breaths and coming down into our bodies, we're going to find that our thoughts start to slow down. And it's often that thinking mind or our inner critic that can get in the way of us fully enjoying sex she kind of she just becomes quieter not because we tried to make it quieter but because we stopped giving her our attention and we brought the attention back to our body and the breath it also helps us feel more so when we're connected to the body we're going to be able to feel more pleasure we're going to be able to feel more of our turn on and arousal as well. So I think for me, that's one of those um, really important first steps that I really love to share. And were you going to? No, no, go ahead. As I was going to say, then, you know, in terms of like a lot of these beliefs that we have, I think often for us to go back and 
um, look at what was I taught about sex when I was growing up, whether it was because I was explicitly told things, you know, like you shouldn't get pregnant or, oh, you know, it's men who always want sex, women don't enjoy sex, or if it's because we've overheard things or because we were told nothing at all. From all of that, we take these messages about sex. And I think that there can be something really, really valuable about examining that closely. What is it that I was taught about sex from my family, from my religion, from my society? And to kind of write that down so that we can see some of those unconscious beliefs that might be running. And so then we can actually kind of choose um, which of those beliefs I call these belief systems that we have BS, like I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, to swear on this podcast, but, you know, BS like like bull, bull, I, I won't say the, the second word there. Um, there are belief systems, that's what they are so much of the time. They're just not true. So when we look at them, we can then make choices about which ones really are BS, but what we would actually like to take with us going forward instead. Wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, it's just the essence. You're getting right to the core and I love it so much that everything, like any belief, any thought really is not reality. And so I love this idea of investigating and going a little deeper. And if this appeals to any to anyone that's listening, I really highly, highly recommend that you go over to Isaiah's website, and I will have that link on the show notes, and just have a look and see if this, you've got a lot of free resources on there as well. And um, yeah, and so thank you so much. Thank you so much, Isaiah, for coming on to the show and sharing your passion and your caring, your deep caring, and connecting with us all today. Oh, such a pleasure, Aisha. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.